All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Giddy up. What a news day here on Thursday, June 1st. Moments before Brad Tree Living is about to get introduced as GM of the Maple Leafs, the Penguins come through and announce Dubis as their new Poho. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live. He's former NHL goaltender Mike McKenna. I'm Tyler Uremchuk, and the show is brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. Mike, this is one of those kind of mornings, afternoons, where your head is spinning right from the jump. That's the first thing I thought. I go out to water my lawn. I come back inside, and all of a sudden, Dubas is going to Pittsburgh. Tree Living's talking afterwards. Cats and dogs living together. Humans say it was all over the place. So uh, we 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 had to pivot here, folks, and we're ready. We're going to give it to you, Kyle Dubas. Look at this yeah, guy, already, right. Tyler. Yeah, let's uh, let's get rolling here with our t- four topics for today's show. And we are starting with Kyle Dubas as the new president of hockey operations in Toronto. This is a guy who just or he wasn't out of work that long, Mike. It was just a couple of weeks ago that he was dismissed from his spot or told he wasn't coming back in Toronto. And now he goes to take on the Poho role in Pittsburgh. No GM announcement along with this. So we'll see where Dubas goes with that. But I'll just start with this. What do you make of Dubis accepting this job and choosing Pittsburgh as his next landing spot? As first suitor, dude, like it was like, you didn't even take a time to look around and see what else might be out there. They Crosby wheels you out to dinner, tells you how great it is, how we need to turn everything around. And all of a sudden I'm all in. Yeah. So I listen, Kyle Dubas can make his own decisions. It's a sexy, sexy place to land going to Pittsburgh. But what really caught my eye in the presser was how Dubas said, this is a quote, direct quote. Our family has been made to feel extremely comfortable throughout this process, and we are excited to now call Pittsburgh our home. 
Okay. In other words, we cannot wait to get the hell out of Toronto and what we went through there. We're so amped to get the F out of Toronto because like a week or two ago, he was saying, no, I just can't put my family through this again. Uh, Maybe we'll have to see. I don't know if we could stick around seven days later. He's in Pittsburgh. So to me, that says a lot. Um, But man, he still needs a GM and we don't know what that's going to be. But this gives Dubas what we presumably thought was all the power he was looking for in Toronto to be able to make the calls, to be in charge, to not have somebody arching over him like Brendan Shanahan was. Kyle Dubas is the guy in Pittsburgh, and he gets to call the shots now. Yeah, and you mentioned the GM position there. Uh, A lot of people wondering about a guy like Eric Tulski, a lot of people making the obvious connection to Jason Spezza, our very own Frank Cervalli reporting about an hour ago that a name to keep in mind for this one is Cam Lawrence. He's currently the hockey analytic consultant for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's previously worked for the Florida Panthers. He's the current CFO at GNC Livewell and lives in Pittsburgh also. Kyle Dubas follows him on Twitter, Mike, in the year 2023. That is an important nugget of information as you break down things like this. Uh, But you talked about his follow him on Instagram, though, Tyler. That's what I want to see if they've got If they're Insta buddies and they've got pictures like at the cabin together, it's a done deal. Yeah, uh, I'll check that. Then maybe we can run with a more confirmed report. Uh, But I'm surprised you mentioned the first suitor. I'm just stunned that Kyle Dubas didn't wait a little bit longer for his hometown team, the Ottawa Senators. Like to me, and part of it's wrestling too. Like I wanted the heel turn of Dubis and Spezza leaving Toronto and going to Ottawa. I think that would have been great. I mean, you, you kind of touched on it, but I'm just stunned he didn't yeah. wait a little bit longer. Yeah, it just made more sense. I mean, I had a piece last week where I said, hey, Kyle, pump the brakes here, man. Take a bit of time off, like you said, and then decide what you want because jobs were going to be there in the future. But this one obviously in Pittsburgh was too good to pass up. It must have been. Um, the one thing I will note before we move on, Even if Dubas brings in a GM that's a total numbers wonk, non-hockey player, whatever, I do think Dubas has the common sense to realize he also needs at least one or two AGMs that have played. That's a big reason why Spezza was a part of that Leafs front office. So I'm curious to see how he rounds out his staff. It's an excellent point as well. Once he does round out that staff, there's going to be – an interesting list of to-dos for Dubas in his first summer in charge of the Penguins. So – they're in a fascinating spot because you can't pull the pin. I know we have someone in the chat asking if they're going to go full rebuild. There's just, there's no way they go full rebuild with Crosby and Malkin each under contract for at least two more years and Chris Letang under contract for five more years. You need to try to keep that competitive window open. I think if you're Kyle Dubas this summer, $20.2 million in projected cap space. And it could be even around $22 million if the cap goes up a little bit more than just a million dollars. What's kind of number one on the list when it comes to this roster, Mike, for what Dubis needs to figure out? Well, there's really two things for me. I mean, he's got to create some cap flexibility, and he's also got to figure out his goaltending because Tristan Jari um, is a pending UFA. They only have Casey DeSmith under control for one more year at 1.8 mil, and I don't think you can roll back Jari and DeSmith as the duo after having two years of injury problems and inconsistent play. So whether they bring Jari back or or do something different, that's got to be decided. But that's going to eat up four to $6 million to get a number one goalie. And that cap space is going to go really fast, Tyler. Right. You got Granlin eating up five million dollars for the next two years. He's hurt all the time. He might score 15 goals if you're lucky. That deal doesn't make any sense. Even Jeff Carter at over three million bucks. It's a 38 year old center. This play really declined last year. And on top of that, I just don't think their decor is good enough 
So uh, I, there's there's a multitude of things that that has to happen for Pittsburgh to one create the cap flexibility and two get people signed, but they're all also missing depth completely. Depth is why that team couldn't play last year. So this is a big challenge for Dubas and whoever comes in there to be able to mine out value contracts to fill those depth roles to support that uh, star cast that has been there so long and Crosby, Matang, and Lalkin. Malcolm so many and Crosby. Yeah. I can't even say them. <laughs> so many reasons why this is going to be a difficult gig for Kyle Dubas. And I mean, on one end, they don't really have a lot of high-end prospects in that system. Like you kind of go and look, it's like, okay, up front, Samuel Poulin, is, is that your best prospect in the cabinet up front? Like it's not great. And draft pick wise, sure, they have their first round pick for each of the next three seasons, but no second rounder this year, just one third rounder this year, no fourth rounder this year. Not a lot of bullets in the chamber if you wanted to try make a futures for current roster improvement kind of stuff. And also, I'd argue, Mike, like as much as he needs to keep the competitive window open, you probably just can't go trading every first round pick you have for the next three years. You need to keep some sort of an eye on the future. Yeah, I agree with you. And the hard part is Wilkesbury wasn't very good this year. And that's weird, man. From coming from a guy who spent most of his career in the American League, Wilkesbury was always good. The Penguins always attracted free agents, not just from draft, but they did a really good job of signing players out of college, major junior Europe on free agent deals. That hasn't happened in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. That's important. We saw Kyle Dubas in his final year's Leafs GM take some very, very big swings, especially on some rentals. We'll see what his strategy is in year one. Uh, Michael Granlin, you mentioned him. Frank Cervalli has a list of buyout candidates up at dailyfaceoff.com. Granlund is one of them. $5 million for the next two years. They could drop his cap hit to 833 k for this coming season and then have three years of dead space at one8 million dollars so interesting to see if maybe dubis goes the buyout route as well plenty of question marks with that pittsburgh penguins roster and certainly something we'll be keeping an eye on throughout the summer let's move along and talk about another piece of news well one that we got yesterday it also involves a gm the seattle kraken giving ron francis a three-year extension as their general manager on the heels of the franchise's first berth in the stanley cup playoffs where hey they went out and won around knocked off the pittsburgh or sorry knocked off the defending champs the colorado avalanche uh you know not a huge surprise here mike that francis gets a three-year deal he's done some great work i mean obviously expansion team his fingerprints are all over it but i want to use this chance to to look ahead a little bit at what you think ron francis should be trying to do this coming summer yeah and and let's be clear too i mean he's got four more years left because his contract ran through this coming season as well so it's going to take francis through being 64 years old that's a nice little retirement plan good for him i think priority number one for the seattle kraken is getting the deal done with vince dunn their number one defenseman he was second on the team in scoring last year he's due a qualifying offer at four million dollars he is an rfa but he's 26 years old. So he's a little long in the tooth for maybe an eight-year deal. And that's where I'm curious to see how it plays out because if Don wants an eight-year deal, it's going to take him through age 35. I'm hesitant if I'm Ron Francis and I'm saying, man, I don't know. You, you might get seven, seven and a half million bucks, but let's go, let's take that down to five or six years here, Vince. If we do five or six, then we can talk about getting into the eights, eight and a half million dollar range, I think for sure. Because you look at comparables, Thomas Shabbat in Ottawa, Sergeyev in Tampa, in that range. So that's first and foremost, but they do have 20 million in cap space. Some of that's going to go to done. They got to extend Morgan Geeky and Daniel Sprung, but I would really like to see the Kraken go out and get another top four defenseman. I think that's the one area that they could fill to make that team better. The, the scoring has been very diverse, Tyler. And I don't see that going away because they have a lot of players locked up. 
So I would round out that decor. I'd get done, finished, uh, and keep moving from there and stick to the plan. So far, Francis has been patient, and it's paid off for that team. Yeah, I mean, you look at what they did with their forward group last summer, right? They went out, weaponized their cap space in two totally different ways. They got Oliver Bjorkstrand in a great trade where they didn't have to give up anything that significant because they could afford his five or yeah, $5.4 million cap hit. You go sign Burakovsky for maybe a little bit more than he would have gotten anywhere else because you have that cap space. And I think they need to go do that now this summer with their blue line, like you said. Get done locked up, sure, but you have some cap space and you have three picks in the second round here. Go to some team. Maybe it's even a Boston who we know needs to shed some salary. And there's been talk about a guy like Carlo, maybe even a Matt Grizzlick potentially being on the move. Go pluck someone from another team, Mike, who makes a little bit too much and whose trade value is dropping simply because of their cap. It weaponize that cap space. Yep, I agree. And remember last year, you were all over it. What waiver claim made a big difference for that club, Tyler? Ellie Tolvanen. That's it, brother. So <laughs> there's been some smart moves there from Francis. And like you say, Cap space is everything in this game. If they can get somebody's contract out of a team that they're trying to drop a bit, that's a good way to go. They may not have to spend. Yeah. Uh, there are still some vacant positions around the league, though. Obviously, Dubis fills a poho spot. Yesterday, we got some news on the coaching front. Today, let's dig into some coaching vacancies a little bit more. There are still four of them around the league. Calgary, Columbus, Anaheim, and New York. Fascinating as well when you look at all these teams are kind of in really different spots. The Ducks, a rebuilding team looking to take some maybe small steps forward next year. Columbus looking for a bounce back. Calgary looking to just get back into the playoffs. Rangers looking for a coach who will firmly keep them in their Stanley Cup window. Mike, I tasked you before the show with giving me some matchmaker options for these teams, these four teams. You turned around, you gave me five teams somehow. Take me through your list and, and who you like in each of these spots and your bonus one. Yeah, I did. So I'm going to do the bonus one right off the bat yeah. here. I, I just don't see a world where Sheldon Keefe hangs on to his job uh, either this summer or into next season. So who's going to come striding on in? Gerard Gallant. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but the Leafs would want somebody with experience, and he seems right up Brad Tree Living's alley for the type of coach that could come in and do so. But let's go to the other four that we do know are open currently. And with the Rangers, there's been some smoke around John Hines recently after he was let go from the Predators. I don't see that with the Rangers. To me, it's Peter, Peter Laviolette or Peter Laviolette. He's got the clout to do it, the successful track record. I think he'd be a good fit. You go to the Blue Jackets, and I think Jay Leach, up-and-comer. He's an assistant with the Seattle Kraken. He's been ahead in the American League with Providence previously, where Spencer Carberry was actually his assistant, who was recently hired by the Washington Capitals. I would love Leach in the Blue Jackets organization because I think they're going to be better next year and moving in the right direction. Keep an eye on Mike Volucci there, too, um, mm -hmm. assistant in Pittsburgh. He could do it. Ducks, let's go Travis Green. The Ducks, to me, you kind of need a placeholder and somebody who might surprise you. I'd like to see Green get another crack at it, but I don't see the Ducks going and hiring big. So the one easy one, Tyler, Mitch Love. He's the Flames guy, two-time American Hockey League Coach of the Year, reigning champion, young guy, knows how to get the, uh, the best out of the young players. So I think those are all locks. I'll give you one more name that I want you to keep an eye on. The Milwaukee Admirals, Carl Taylor, their head coach. That team's in the AHL Western Conference Finals right now. He's been there four years. His record, 157, 90, and 40. He's done a great job of preparing those Nashville Predators players to get to Nashville. I think he could end up with an NHL job one day as well. 
An interesting name there. Uh, I like what you said about Mitch Love. I think that's an absolute slam dunk for that Flames organization. You promoted from within with Craig Conroy becoming your GM. Do the same thing with your coach. Don't overthink it at all. How about another name to throw your way? Chris Knobloch out with uh, the mm-hmm. Rangers organization. He's a guy obviously famous for coaching Connor McDavid in junior hockey, but he's worked with young talent a lot throughout his career. I look at him as a guy who, if the Ducks want to do a little bit more than just a stopgap placeholder, what about him? Let his eyes kind of help develop that young core of Zegris and McTavish and company. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's where I think Carl Taylor would be a nice fit there too. Yep. So I would expect the Ducks to be the last ones in on this mix because it's not a pressing matter. I had Knobloch as an assistant coach with the Philadelphia Flyers. Think very highly of him as well. And he is somebody who's looked upon as being a rising star in the coaching ranks as well. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Frank Saravalli today on the DFO Rundown, just to tie it back to your Gallant point as well. I agree with you. I don't know if he's long for Toronto, but Frank dropped the hot take of he thinks Sheldon Keefe will be back. So that's another hey. one. Like the announcement. Jeez, I'm they're... sorry, Sheldon. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, just a Frank hot take. They're doing the presser right now to announce Brad Tree living officially as the Leafs GM, but still plenty of question marks in Toronto that we'll be keeping an eye on as well. There's our coaching matchmaker segment for today. And let's stick with the coaching theme. Let's get to the coach's room with John Goyans. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
The Coach's Room with John Goins is brought to you by UFC 289, making its return to Canada. First time in over four years that the UFC is coming north of the border. Six Canadians on the card as well. June 10th on pay-per-view, UFC 289. John Goins, let's get ready for this Stanley Cup final. And you've done some work, some great work, just like you did for the conference finals on what the key battlegrounds will be here between Vegas and Florida. I want to start with the Golden Knights. They create on the rush with speed, with numbers, with 200 foot play. How can Florida slow down this the waves of attack that the Golden Knights throw at them? Well, I think it starts with the fact that they have, and we talked about it last week, their forecheck and their willingness to reload. And when I mean reload, it's almost like retreat and cut down on on-man rushes will help them and will be as important as it gets for them to sustain Vegas's rush offense. If not, what we saw earlier in the playoffs, and if we start to roll the video, you'll see how Vegas scores off the rush, including from all the way from 200 feet away. I mean, this is what coaches just thrive on. You see an early breakout. You see a slash. You see a forgotten man in Hawa on the weak side, and it creates mismatches. Here again, they're going to go from 200 feet. They beat the pinch along the wall, and Marcia so takes a look over his shoulder, and he's beating his man up the ice, and they create these on-man rushes. And you go again one more time. Here, they're, it's based on tracking. So they're not just playing fast with the puck. They're playing fast without the puck and so here you go Mario picks a pocket and it's gone the other way under the bar Carlson doesn't fool around and last but not least again all the way from the D zone they create off of D zone exits quite a bit from a good solid positioning and structure and you get four guys up the rush now we're going to see a little bit from Florida earlier on in the playoffs where they get caught up the ice and they also get caught looking for you know, big hits, but these are two long range shots that I wanted to focus on. You just saw the big rebound and this was in the Carolina series as well. You get these types of angle type shots. You might get that big rebound that'll help you. But if we see these pitches, you saw Mahura, you see stall with the hit and now you create these on man rushes. This is going to be the type of stuff that if Florida can cut back on this, which they've shown that they can don't go for the big hit like Gudis did right there in the middle of the ice. If they could continue to reduce the odd man rushes against, they will give themselves the best chance. If not, they will forget about certain players like Pasternak hanging out behind them. If they will go hunting, they are in deep trouble. If they are reloading and retreating and keeping everything in front of them, it will just continue on the path of them cutting odd man rushes in, in half from the beginning of the playoffs till uh, going into this round. Well, John, you kind of just blew up the team's hashtag time to hunt. So I guess I got to throw that one out the window and get a new one. Maybe hashtag time to defend. Uh, I can I can tell you firsthand that the Hurricanes players were licking their chops when Gudis and Mahur were on the ice for the reasons that you just mentioned, that, that tendency to pinch up ice. So they've got to be diligent about it. Now, Florida's offensive style, I mean, it really comes from playing so heavy on the forecheck. They're, they love to get the puck down low. They'll hit the release valve. How can VGK combat this? Well, they're, they're, their big thing is that for the last couple of rounds is keeping everybody to the outside, right? They are plus 26 at five-on-five five play. That's astronomical at this point in the playoffs, whereas Florida is only plus six. 
So as we get into these uh, the next few clips here, and we see that you know not only does Florida rely on a forecheck game, but it's like they're pests, they're relentless. You see, Lomberg even has to stop, pick a pocket, and then it's just a continuous drive to the net and the good habits, the things that coaches preach all the time. The nicest individualistic goal that we've seen to this point from the playoffs comes from a forechecking play. Here's the fake between the legs under the bar. Again, forecheck, OT, no better time than to make the guy think or hear footsteps and put it under the bar. Like they're going to want to get in, not just to retrieve pucks, but force you to make bad plays. So how do you combat this? Well, the thing is, is Vegas, where they can be susceptible is when pucks get to the top and you could get to the middle. I call I call this like logo shooting, right? A lot of times you have logos just inside the blue line. You can start getting your D in, in, in sort of an umbrella type formation up at the top. They're always going to have to play Florida, a guy behind Vegas's D as a forgotten man, win the early box out battles really outnumber them and get quick D to D's quick low to highs and get sticks available. I know that's really basic hockey. The last part is, and you see an example here from Edmonton is continuously work the puck East West up top, threaten towards the net recover. And you see a two, three mentality where Nugent Hopkins reloaded super, super high and can come down the pipe. It was one of the only moments where you could see Vegas kind of have a crack in terms of keeping everybody to the outside. Reload super high and then dive down. And if you got nothing, you got a man driving the net and picking up garbage. Fantastic insight. John, do you have a prediction for this series? There's something about Florida and and one thing, their special teams right now just keeps getting better and better as the playoffs went on. They were 85.7 on the PK last series. And they are at uh, around 20, uh, 20, uh, excuse me, 28% on the power play for the playoffs. I just think that finally this will be the series that Vegas and PK <laughs> will sink them. You but, told us last, remember against, I told you last week, remember against Dallas, you said it. It's Vegas' PK is going to sink them. Well, That's Vegas reverted point. back to not sitting in the box like they did against Edmonton. So yeah. we will see. So Florida and how many games, John? Uh, six. Ooh, I like wow. it. I like it. The coach's room brought to you by UFC 289 coming back to Canada headlined by Nunez versus Aldana June 10th on pay-per-view. Thanks for joining us, John. Thanks guys. John Goins, the head coach of the Cape Breton Eagles. Yeah. You can find him on Twitter, gourmet underscore hockey, a fantastic segment. Love doing that every Thursday. That's uh, the let's best go. you're going to get right there. Oh, it makes the me best. feel like I'm yep. in like the locker room and like the coach's game plan with me. It's the best. Anyways, let's go from the coach's room to the goalie room, Mike. And you got a question yesterday on Twitter from uh, Curtis McElhenney asking you, what will Aiden Hill's next contract look like? Yeah, this is a great question because Hill – his body of work in the NHL isn't huge coming into the playoffs, 113 regular season games, pretty solid numbers, but he's already on his third team. So I'm, I was trying to find some comparables and I thought, well, Vitek Vanacek got three years at 3 million bucks and he was never able to grab a starting job in Washington. So I thought, well, Hill's got to be above north, north of 4 million, right? Well, the best comparable out there, I think, is Linus Olmark. He signed four years. Wow. Five million bucks in buff in Boston with trade protection, and that was after 117 games with the Buffalo Sabers with no playoff experience. So I see a similarity there. 
I'm not sure what the years are going to be, though, for Hill, because Logan Thompson's under uh, contract with Vegas for two more years, under a million bucks. Does Aiden Hill want to be a free agent? Does he want to try to cash in? Or does he want to stay with a system and a coaching Cassidy that he knows he can perform in? So that's the big question for me. I think his deal, if I had to project it, probably a three to four year deal, probably in the 4.15 range would be my guess. He will be above 4 million bucks. I don't think he'll eclipse five though, Tyler. If you were a GM looking at this guy, would you not be nervous? He's never played more than 30 games in an NHL season and to give him that chunk of change. But look at the goalies out there that have gotten this Spencer Knights yeah. clocking in over four million. I get, I get it's a different deal. His is a projection yeah. deal, but this is the going rate for goaltenders now. You win a Stanley Cup, that got Bennington six million bucks in St. Louis for six years. So, you know, I, I think that this guy is going to be north of four million dollars. It's just going to be the term. Is it three or four years? Yeah. 27 years old, Aiden Hill getting set to hit unrestricted free agency. Let me throw another quick one your way since we got an extra minute here, Mike. Is there a team out there, there who you look at and go, They'd be smart to be eyeing him up. Like I look, Chicago needs a goalie to usher them into the Connor Bedard era. You have the cap space to outbid anyone. Why wouldn't you go take a look at an Aiden Hill and see if he can be your guy for the next five, six years? Yeah, because I, I think Hill's probably even beyond the age range of where the Chicago Blackhawks yeah. might want to be. You know, right. I do think a think, team I think about, I think he might be a nice compliment to Philip Grubauer in Seattle because Martin Jones is a pending free agent there. So there's some teams I could think about that he would fit in under that salary structure. Interesting stuff. Uh, man, the, the interesting storylines are stacking up in the NHL as we work our way through the playoffs here. And honestly, the cup final will be all great, but I can't wait for the summer. Uh, let's talk a little bit more Stanley Cup final in our Botano Daily Bets. A ton of props for this cup final up at Botano.ca. The game starts now with Botano. And uh, here's what I got picked out today kachuk versus eichel odds up at patano who's gonna score the most goals in this series matt kachuk is the favorite at minus 125 and i'm riding with him he's got nine goals so far in the playoffs jack eichel has six and jack eichel not only did he not score against uh, the dallas stars in that six game series it's been seven games since he's found the back of the net so i think matt kachuk should be able to score a little bit more than him yesterday I took Jonathan Marcheseau to score more goals than Alexander Barkov. Today, I'm taking a Panther to outscore a Golden Knight with Kachuk at minus 125. Uh, what do you think of that? You think Kachuk will outscore Eichel? I w- I'm guessing so. You know why? I actually think if the Golden Knights are going to win the Stanley Cup, I'm taking Marcheseau as my Con Smythe winner because I think he's – I got a feeling on him, right? He's going to have a couple of multi-goal games. Eichel yeah. still might consider- not be able to contribute like he did against the Stars on- and just goal score. So, yeah, I'd take that. All right, let's wrap up the show with a little bit of garbage time. What do you got for us, Mike? So yesterday, I always keep my eye on this because I used to be in broadcasting. And Mm -hmm. I like seeing when The Athletic comes out every year and it's a ranking of all the broadcast teams. And it's just for fun, obviously, and it's a poll of fans. But what I found very interesting, and it stuck out to me like a sore thumb, is that the big markets, the Canadian markets, some of them, they hate their own broadcast, but the other, the rest of the world thinks they're great. So, like, here's my list of some of these. The Oilers broadcast ranked 13th in the NHL locally. So not terrible, but 7th nationally. I think the Oilers broadcast, Jack, Mike, like, I think it's phenomenal. Okay, yeah. that's my opinion. I think it's awesome, right? And 13th? Like, there's 12 teams better than that? Bullshit. Come on. And Like, the Rangers, 16th locally, 6th nationally. Is that the most New York thing ever? They just hate themselves. Like nothing's ever good enough. Let's go down the list. Montreal, 20th locally, national ninth. 
no, I don't know if that's en français or en anglais. I'm not sure if it's an amalgamation of everything. Even Toronto, 31 local, 19 national. So it just shows to me these big markets are just never happy, man. Like, I don't know what it would take to put it over the top with some of those markets to just be pleased with what they have in front of them. But that Oilers one just jumped out because, I, man, I'm – I'm all in on that broadcast. I think those guys do a great job. Louis DeBrusque as well, like top end, man. The thing I always get a kick out of sticking with this topic, uh, at least up here in Canada, is whoever's calling the games on like a national level for uh, Sportsnet when it comes to Hockey Night in Canada, there will always be the, oh my God, these announcers are terrible. They just root for the Leafs. And then Leafs yeah. fans are sitting there and going, oh my God, these announcers are terrible. They They hate the Leafs. And it's like every fan base, it feels like, has this built-in thing of like, the announcers love every other team. And because they yep. said one negative thing about my team, they hate my team and they never let it go. I know. And the best one for me was there's one team in particular that I saw that the fans that ranked it very high locally, they were like, they were really high locally and very, very mid nationally. And the local fans just praised how evenly the broadcasters called the game. And I'm going, these dudes are the biggest homers on earth. Like <laughs> for like from an objective 30,000 foot standpoint, I was like, these fans are absolutely out to lunch. So in any case, it's up at the athletic and it's just, it's a fun, um, it's a fun exercise in sociology, if nothing else, but you never know what you have, man. Cause some of these teams just, they have great broadcasts and people don't appreciate it. Yeah. There you go. That is a wrap on uh, today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Shout out to everyone who is active in the YouTube chat. Hit the like button before you close the window. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And Mike and Frank will be back tomorrow with a Friday edition of the show. Noon Eastern chat with you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.